From the Capitol in Madison, this is Wiz Politics Midday. Hi, everybody. I'm Jeff Mayers from WISPolitics.com here with another edition of Midday, which is on a once a week schedule through the summer. And I'm joined by Adam Kellenhofer, who is a reporter for WISPolitics.com and is covering uh, the U.S. Senate race and Congress for WISPolitics.com. Welcome, Adam. Hey, Jeff. It's good to be here. Great. So this week, WISPolitics.com held a virtual forum, a question and answer session with the Democratic candidates for U.S. Senate for the Senate seat that's up next year, now held by Republican Ron Johnson. What did you pick up out of this uh, event that we did this week? Uh, well, Jeff, they are all very dedicated to beating Ron Johnson, that is for sure. Um, they all, you know, really hit on how much they think that Dems really need to take over Johnson's seat and make Wisconsin a two-seat Democratic Senate uh, state, really, to, uh, you know, have a Dem join Senator Baldwin. So they also talked a lot about uh providing health care for pretty much every American. However, they really kind of differed on how they would uh, implement health care for all Americans. Some of them said that they wanted to see uh, Medicare for all go forward because, you know, they say that's the best way to make sure everyone is covered uh, in the United States with health care. But others were saying that a public option addition would really be the better way to do it. Um, they said that, you know, that would be a quicker way to get more people enrolled on healthcare. Um, however, the only physician in the group, Dr. Jillian Bettino of Wausau, was saying that the the public option is just not really a great idea. She's more of a, a proponent of Medicare for all or a single payer system of some kind. So, there, there was definitely some discrepancies in there, although a lot of their platforms are, are very similar. They have a lot of similar ideas. What, uh, what else did they seem to uh, have some differences on? I think uh, it seemed like um, getting rid of uh, or dealing with the college debt issue seemed to be something that there were different opinions on. Yeah, Jeff, the uh, the student debt issue, which some are calling a crisis, is definitely raised some differences between the candidates. So, yeah, so a lot of them were really saying that uh, we need to forgive all of the student debt across the board for every student out there, because that would really kind of uh, level the playing field, the financial playing field, and help uh, college graduates uh, be able to, you know, afford big ticket items like houses, cars in the future, things that a lot of them are putting off to repay their college debts right now. But they were also saying that there's a lot more work to do to address the larger issue that created this huge debt bubble for college loans. Some of them said that they want to maybe reduce the price of college. Some said, uh, Senator Chris Larson, a Dem from Milwaukee, was saying that he wants to make college uh, public and available for everyone um, of all ages, really, because he believes that the community should be footing the bill for that and not the students who would be taking out loans. And others 
mostly agreed that, you know, there are a lot of other areas of the college experience that need to be addressed to keep the student loan debt amount from ballooning out of control as it has uh, recently. Yeah, a lot of them said it was more complicated than simply forgiving debt, that there had to be ways to make college more affordable and, uh, you know, to adjust aid programs and to, and to adjust expectations for those um, who are uh, doing higher ed. And then a couple of candidates also said that college and higher ed, um, you know, should be free, free, um, you know, for a lifetime to help with retraining efforts and, and taking on other jobs and changing careers. So, I mean, I think that that's uh, a lot of that's keeping in line uh, with, um, you know, democratic politics. But, you know, Biden has been adamant about not just wanting to forgive the debt. So um, um, this may not be a realistic thing anyway, but, um, you know, certainly some um, lawmakers are, are pushing for it. So there are six, uh, five declared candidates in the race, one with an exploratory committee, that's Stephen Olacara. And um, then you have, um, uh, as you said, they're united uh, in, um, you know, trying to beat Ron Johnson. But there, there could be another candidate entering the race, Mandela Barnes. Um, you know, what are the prospects of that? And what would, um, what do you think that would mean for the race? Uh, well, in short, Jeff, it would add another candidate to the race, obviously, uh, but it would make things interesting. That's uh, Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes is looking at a potential run in the race. Uh, and that would be really interesting because that's another prominent Wisconsin politician who already has a pretty good following uh, if he were to enter this race. So he would have that going for him for sure. Um, of course, he's the lieutenant governor. A lot of people in Wisconsin know him, uh, know the work that he's done over the past few years in his role. So that might spice things up some more, but it would be interesting to see what his uh, different takes are on some of these different policy issues, you know, such as the student loan issue and healthcare um, and voting rights, other things of that nature. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what comes of Barnes' look to run in this race. Yeah, I mean, he's initially a Milwaukee politician, but I, you know, he's he would be one of two statewide office holders in a race joining Sarah Galuski, the state treasurer. So I think that um, you know a lot of what Galuski talked about uh, during the West Politics Virtual Forum was her electability uh, about how she won in uh, Trump counties. Um, that was another argument made by. Tom Nelson, the Allegheny County executive who has run statewide, he he noted about winning in the Fox Valley, traditionally Republican territory. Uh, Chris Larson, a state senator from Milwaukee, you know, he called himself the true progressive in the race. Alex Lazary, he used to the Milwaukee uh, uh, Bucks um, executive now on leave. He talked about um, talked a lot about Obama, uh, sort of following the Obama uh, way of doing things. Uh, although he had worked in the what he said, the highest levels of politics, um, you know, he says, he's, you know, not a politician. So, you know, everybody has their lanes, uh, you know, and I think Barnes, you know, would would complicate that. Um, and, um, you know, I think it would make it a tough choice for in a Democratic, um, you know, uh, primary. 
uh, which would be held in August of next year. All right, now on to Ron Johnson, who, uh, you know, that was in the news this week. Why was he uh, in the news again? Well, Jeff, he's been in the news quite a bit, and this time it's because he has been trying to give a voice to some of the people who have been having uh, adverse effects that they say are caused by the the COVID-19 vaccines. He, on Monday, held a press conference with five uh, women from around the country who say they've had some really bad, uh, nasty side effects from the vaccine. They say, you know, they've encountered uh, things uh, as bad as paralysis uh, just a few days after taking the one of the vaccines, either the Pfizer, Moderna, or the AstraZeneca vaccine. Um, he took a lot of flack for trying to give these people uh, a voice from Governor Evers specifically and others uh, from the health community who really said that Johnson is kind of peddling conspiracy theories here. He's really pushing against getting uh, people vaccinated and uh, basically putting it into people's heads that the vaccine isn't safe. However, we know the vast majority of people who have taken a vaccine are okay um, and they haven't gotten sick from COVID or coronavirus infections after getting vaccinated. So the number of people who have had uh, really bad adverse effects from taking the vaccine is small, uh, but Johnson says he really wants to give them a voice and make sure that they're taken seriously and their concerns are addressed by those vaccine manufacturers and the healthcare community. Right, but he seems to be throwing uh, everything, uh, I mean, he's going full-throated Trump, I guess, uh, it seems to be. Um, you know, and it, it seems like he's, I think to many people, uh, on the verge of running again next year, and then running, that which would be a third term, and, and, and then, um, basing the re-election run uh, on, you know, the theory of getting out the Trump base. Um, you know, the, the chair of the state uh, Republican Party, Andrew Hitt, said, uh, you know, uh, Johnson has a lot of crossover appeal that, uh, you know, um, that's what uh, that's what got him into office in, uh, in the first place. Um, but, um, you know, he has already been endorsed by Trump. Uh, and I guess we're going to see, I think, uh, next year exactly how much uh, power the Trump brand still has, even if the uh, the former president is not on the ballot. OK, well, that uh, you can see the uh, video of the state Democratic uh, candidates for U.S. Senate, the current field uh, at WestPolitics.com. And uh, you can uh, follow uh, uh, Adam's coverage of Congress in our D.C. rap product. Um, so I want to thank uh, Adam for joining us today. And uh, until next week, this has been Midday, brought to you by Spectrum. This is Jeff Mayers signing off, and we'll see you next week. This has been WISPolitics Midday. For more state government and political news, visit WISPolitics.com.